rubbish. There's quite a few characters in the Bible who had what you and I might call mess, if we're polite, rubbish, a little bit more out there, or garbage. David messed up his life. Murderer, liar, adulterer. Joseph's brothers, Joseph, arrogant, pride. Peter, the disciples all left Jesus, they ran away. Jonah ran away. Mess. I would like to ask you about where is your God? That's my question for today, one of them. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Where is your God? Christmas is just gone. True? There's something in me that enjoys Christmas every day. Not that I'm going to get presents or give presents, but it's about the truth. Can you remember the name that they called Jesus? Emmanuel. He shall be called Emmanuel. What does it mean? God with us. So if I say, where's your God? Someone says, up there, out there, over there. I don't know. If you are a Jesus follower, God lives in you and in the mess of your life. So I want to talk about the messes of your life, Jay. God is in the mess, in the midst of our rubbish. God's right there. My rubbish, your rubbish, collective rubbish, in this evil, God is with us. I want you to remember that. God is with us, nothing else, that's it. And God lives in this world, in all its mess, all its rubbish, and the name of our God is Emmanuel. Emmanuel. So my question again is, where is your God? Where is your God? Have a look at this next picture. How do we live among our rubbish? How do we live in rubbish? Some of us have travelled and seen slum dwellers. We've seen the slums of Manila, Cairo, slums in Mumbai and Calcutta. Some of us have witnessed people making a living out of collecting rubbish, sorting it out and distributing and trying to find treasure in the rubbish. Fortunately, we don't have to do that. But hands up if you've dropped something in the rubbish and you've had to go looking for it. You've done that? Uh, it's not a pleasant experience. I've got this today. I've got this today. Now, I've got some rubbish out here. And uh, I want to suggest that, oh, can we have that picture again? How we live among our rubbish. Can I just put that one up there again? See that boy? He's there. I actually did have a different picture. It's changed. There was a young boy just sitting there, oblivious to the rubbish around him. And I want to suggest that instead of searching for treasure, at times, because we are distressed 
and overcome, disappointed, frustrated. We feel powerless. And we sit in the rubbish and we hope that someone will come and sort it for us or it will go away. Or we don't even see it anymore. We sit oblivious to the rubbish. Well, let's have a look in our rubbish. I want some volunteers. Any volunteers to come out and help me sort rubbish? Children, preferably. Come on, you can come. Children, I promise parents I've talked to the doctor and he said this will do the trick. Okay. If you will help me sort out rubbish, that's enough. Okay. So, would you like to sort that one? Just put it out. Oh, you rip. I want you to tip it on the set. I want you to tip it out. Right there. Neat rubbish. Any treasures there? Any chocolates? No. Keep looking. <laughs> See if people... This one. Oh. This one's got something. You can tell. He found treasure in that rubbish. Okay, what kind of rubbish would you call that? Trash. <laughs> What can would you put it out if your parents asked you to take it out? Recycling. Recycling, you're right. There you are. Uh, you want to tip this one out? Yep. See if two of you can do that one. Do it over yep. there. Whoops. Any treasures? Aha, uh -huh, you can have those. Treasures in the rubbish. Just leave the rubbish there. I'll try not to okay. What kind of rubbish is it? Do you know? Um, some of it's recycling, some of it can go to the dump. Mm -hmm. What about this? Would you send that to the dump? I think it still works. Is that rubbish? No. Would you send that to the dump? No, don't think so. What about this? Don't you think someone would really like that? Yeah. Maybe you could keep it. Op shop, very good. I like you. I mean, that's really yeah. great, isn't it? Yeah. Is that really rubbish? No, not really. So, what kind of stuff would you call it? And look. I think you'd call it stuff we don't want. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful tins. What do you do with them? Okay, thanks, kids. So far, that's enough. I'll bring some of you up later. Okay. You got your treasures? Yep. All right, then. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks very much. <laughs> Fortunately, it was clean rubbish. But there is dirty rubbish there, too. It was sorted. And the first thing we need to find out to do about our rubbish is actually sort it. Sort it. Recycle. The stuff here that is dirty and has to go to the garbage, although I would suggest that that has not been sorted. Shame. <laughs> then there's stuff that's good, but we don't know what to do with. We keep it in case. <laughs> and there's this rubbish. More about that rubbish later. Empty, but not clean. <laughs> oh, that's also shame. Unsorted. We need to sort it out. 
And sometimes we've just got to get order in our lives. Bringing order to our lives. What did you notice? What did you notice? You noticed a mistake, which is often how we do life. True? We don't see the other stuff, we see the mistake. And sometimes we see the wrong, we see the mistake. Now that mistake up there, is this a sin? Was it deliberate? Should we, it wasn't actually, should we be shaming the person? Should the person feel guilty? Should they walk around the rest of their life thinking, I'm never going to do this again because I made a mistake and everyone saw it at Door of Hope, so I'm not going to do this ever again. Don't ask me. I made a mistake. That's how some people live lives. Because of two things, we can't see beyond the mistake and nor can they. Instead of just thinking, it's okay. I make mistakes. This is a good one. Put up your hand if you've never made a mistake. I see your hands. I'll talk to you later. And put you onto the detective. Yeah. So bringing order is basically just decluttering. And we know that this has taken a lot of um, favour at the moment. Everyone's decluttering this and decluttering that, putting stuff in order, getting your rubbish in order, making sure it's clean rubbish, making sure the dirty rubbish stays there, having your compost there. So we, we put it in order, but does that sort out our lives? I'm still among ordered rubbish. It's still rubbish, garbage, whatever. But what I want you to know is that we don't start with order, we can't really go far. One of the things that I like about God is that he wants to do stuff with our messy lives. And he wants it to, to make it beautiful. There used to be a song we sang when I was a teenager that let you know how old I am, that said something beautiful, something good, all my confusion, he understood. He's making something beautiful out of my life. That's the truth for you and the truth for me. But the orderliness needs to have some role in our lives. And we call this, if you like, in the Christian speak, in the, you know, the God speak, whatever we call it, we call it having rhythms in our lives. Things that help us get the best out of our lives things that connect us so that most people go to work at certain times, you eat at certain times and you do stuff. And then when you get bored with that, you do something totally different. But, you know, if we don't have rhythms in our lives, we can miss stuff. And I want to ask, first of all, there's a verse that's going to go up here. Let's just see if we can actually read this one together. It's out of the message translation. Any other translation says, present your body as a living sacrifice. And sometimes I don't think we get what that really is calling for. What does that really mean? So look at what the message says. Can you read it with me? So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life 
you're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't be over... Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognise what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you. Developed, well-formed maturity in you. That is our God. But what he wants from us is our everyday, ordinary life, our eating, our sleeping. So here's a list of questions about our spiritual life and our physical life and our ordinary, everyday life. How's your 20 minutes in the chair going? Answer it quietly. You don't have to say. Or you can yell out if you like. Do I need a journal? Are my excuses for not journaling valid? Just a side here. I believe I need a journal for two reasons. I was thinking about this. One, to focus. So that I cannot avoid the truth that God says about me and I say about him. So I might be reading the scripture and feel convicted about something and quickly run on to something else. By journaling, it looks me in the face. Now, not all of you are writers, I accept that, but the one word is okay. Okay? One word's okay. Or a picture. So focus is important. And the other, it keeps it specific. So instead of having my prayer time saying, God, forgive me, I'm an awful, rotten, terrible sinner, I confess my sin to you, amen. That's general, and that's truth. But God also wants us to reflect back and say, I was not kind to Anne-Marie today. Forgive me, Lord. And do I need to talk to Anne-Marie? It's okay, I haven't really. I just picked on her because I saw her there. We're all right, aren't we? Good. Um, So it keeps me specific and focused. Again, one word's enough. Forgive. So that's enough about journal or are my excuses valid? Do I really pray outside of what I just want in life? Is my prayer life just about me? Am I generous with my time, talents, money? Am I kind? Do I serve? Am I growing in my faith? Do I need to talk to someone? Do I need to be accountable? But the main question for 2020 is this. If I continue to live as I did in 2019, what will the end of the year look like? Because we don't drift to spiritual formation. We don't drift to godliness or goodness or kindness. It takes intentionality. And that actually is my word for this year. You know, Steve was talking about that. It took me a long time to get there. It took me reflecting about the past, where this message has come out of for today, reflecting and looking ahead. 
And some of the things I realized with a lot of drift had happened and a lot of accidental, I have to be kind to myself to use that word, addictions. So I'd sit down, say, to look at Facebook for a little while and then I was still looking at it after a little while. I'd sit down to look at something on TV for a little while and I was still looking at it after a little while. I'd sit down to read a book, which was not necessarily a bad book, but it was, I was just reading, instead of focusing. So the drifting in my life led to accidental addictions. And so my word is intentional. I wanted to share that so you can count, uh, keep me accountable and ask me. Um, you may not always get an answer. So, drifting is not, so I just wanted to share that. You share your word with someone, that's great. So we've got our rubbish here, and uh, we've got different kinds of rubbish, and we've got a list up there of some of them. Here they are, we've got recyclables, compost, dust and dirt, and clutter, and that's what I want to talk about. So the recyclables are okay over here, this is all recycled clean recycled material that I got out of our garbage can this morning and it's ready to go to be recycled. And this is stuff that's gone long ago. You know, it, it was packaging, it was the good stuff in life, it was the, um, you know, it contained healthy things like yogurts and drinks and chocolate and paracetamol and fibre, <laughs> all the good stuff in life, but the packaging isn't worth keeping. Got to say goodbye to it, goodbye to it, the good stuff. And this is what I want you to think about is God can recycle, he can take that stuff in our life that's been past, the good old days, or in my day or we used to do, or the stuff that I want to hang on to. Because when I was 15, we had a great youth group and it's not like it is today. Or when I was 25, we did this and it was exciting. And if only we had those days back again. You know that kind of talk? Recycle it. Get God to take that and make something new creatively different. You look at stuff that's recycled today, isn't it creatively wonderful? God wants to do that with your life. Some things, if you want to talk about that later, I've got lots of great ideas how he can recycle your life, but that would take up too late now. But he, allow him to take and remake and recycle and give you that joy and excitement in your everyday, ordinary life now where God is Emmanuel. Then, of course, there's this stuff here. I need someone to come out here now. Two little, young kids, two, two more children come out. If you haven't been before, I need two children. Because I was told the children were in today and I had to make it applicable. That's why it's very simple, so we can all understand it. Children, you want to come up? Oh, I could come to you with the compost. That's right, bring them up. Very good. Do you reckon you can open that lid? 
You reckon you can? Or will I open it? You open it up. Then my list. Ooh, stinks. Do you want to put your hand in? What does it say? Daddy, what's it say? Uh, not daddy. Oh, not daddy? Treasure. Treasure. Do you want some treasure? You do, don't you? Treasure out of the compost. Oh, it stinks, doesn't it stink? It's gooky. That's my compost for two weeks. Do you reckon this is, oh, look at that, that's all yucky. You want it? It's called treasure. Will you have it? Do you think it smelled? Oh, look. But no one else came out. Oh, this one's got more in. I'll have to keep that one. Oh, thank you very much. Treasure in the compost. Thank you for helping me. Treasure in the compost. It stinks if it's not in the right place. It really is smelly. Two weeks worth. I've been storing it up for today. Gardeners know the value of good compost. When the soil is old and it's lost its nutrients, they say, put the compost on. Is that right? And it can stink for a little while, but slowly the nutrients go in and it adds value to the soil. And God wants to add value to your life, to the stuff where you'd prefer others not to know about, the shame you carry around, the guilt you carry around, the stuff you say, don't come near me, if you know me, you won't love me, you won't accept me. It produces, it's the bad decisions you've made in life and you're still carrying them, if only the wrong choices, the mistakes, the regrets, all that kind of stuff. I call that compost because it stinks and it stinks our lives out. And it makes us people that don't really enjoy the richness of the great nutrients that God wants to put in our lives. The word of God, the spirit of God, light, freedom, joy, all there. And that brings us closer to God, closer to loving our neighbour and makes us much nicer people. You agree with that one? Sure do. Then there's the dust and the dirt. Now, this is dirty very dirty. And this, even though it's a rubbish bin, it is dirty inside. What do you do with dirt? Clean it. Fortunately, God is in the cleaning business. It's an old-fashioned word. It's called sin. And I can't get away from that word. You've got to call sin, sin. Okay? And sometimes you think, well, it was just a little wrong or it was something so big that I can't get over it. And lots of things in between. The lies, the gossip, the slander, the hating, cheating, just plain and simple, breaking any of the Ten Commandments, the taking offence, not having good relationships, all of that kind of stuff, it's there, okay? And that is what we confess. Look at this verse. This is the message that we've heard, him from Jesus, and we, the disciples who wrote this, declare to you, God is light, and he doesn't want to dwell in your dust and dirt. He wants you to be cleaned up, 
and this is how you clean it up. There's no darkness in him, no dirt in him. If we claim we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just and forgives. I love the fact that I'm forgiven. It's the most liberating, beautiful thing. Not just from my God, but when others forgive me too. But also when I know I've forgiven others. It is like walking in the light. It's like being light. It's great. So God has dealt with the sin problem. He sent Jesus on the cross. He died. He became our sin. He took our sin upon us. And you know, we come to him when we confess our sins. But you know, I need a shower every day. And every day I need to confess so that sin doesn't creep up on me and eat away. Is my life right with this person? Do I need to forgive? As I reflect back, was I kind? Was I generous? Lord, I need you. I want to walk in the light. One more thing about rubbish, and this is this. This is the stuff that I don't know what to do with in our house. But you see, someone gave me these, and I thought it was a great tin. And what do you do with great tins? You put things, that's if you've got things to put in them. Anyone want a great tin? My clutter can become your treasure. <laughs> this, I mean, this is great. Anyone want this? It's beautiful. There you are, you can have it. Because giving uh, good stuff to others is great, isn't it? Thank you. And, and then there's this. I, what is it? I'm seeing if I can take a selfie. <laughs> and there's this great tin. Another great one. Anyone want this one? And what about this? Once when I travelled with Virgin, they gave me this. And I didn't want to throw it out because it's really great. But what do I do with it? Anyone want this one? Okay, and then I've got radios. I don't use a radio now. Okay, good stuff, good stuff that clutters up my life. And God doesn't want clutter in my life. He doesn't even want it full of good stuff. He wants it full of the best stuff, the right stuff for me. So here is the verse that I want us to look at now as we look at the clutter in our lives. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, and that's recorded in the previous chapter. I haven't got time to talk about that. It says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin. Stuff that bogs us down or hinders us is not necessarily sin. It's good stuff, but it's not best for us. It's not helping us excel in life. 
It's not helping us to do and be everything that God wants us to be. And so here we need to pray for discernment, that we will be able to discern between what is good and what is best. It's about living the uncluttered life. I saw this next um, picture on Facebook, and I liked it. God, it's been changed. <laughs> okay, the saying is, God is in the recycling business, somehow redeeming good out of bad, resurrecting hope, and out of apparent tragedy. There's treasure in our mess. Oh, not another garbage man. So, what's in your garbage? Oh, I've got to move away my clutter. Must be, okay. Now, do you believe there's treasure in the messes of life? Is there treasure in there? Incredible treasure? Does, let's see what it is. Hello. Hello. I won't hinder. There's some treasure there you can have. Take it. It's messy. You are treasure. Okay? Even though you live in a messy world, even though evil and sin and darkness surrounds us and sometimes invades us. You are treasure. And I invite you to look for treasure in your past, in your own life. Throw out what hinders you, clean up the messes and chuck out the garbage. But look for the treasure. I want to pray for you. If at any time that I'm praying and you want to really receive and take this prayer, I'd like you to stand. Just to say that this prayer is for me. Once I start, if it resonates with you and you want that, excuse me. Our gracious Heavenly Father, the one who redeems and makes all things new, Thank you, Lord, that you can cope with the dirt and the sin and the shame and the guilt, the past mistakes, the things that we hold on to that we can't give up. Thank you, Lord, that you are in the recycling business and you want to make all things new for us each day. Thank you, Lord, that you want to put nutrients in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you want us to feast on your word and to have some order, to do some more, some thinking and praying about the rhythms of our lives, about reading your word, about our prayer life, about our journaling, about who you are for us in the midst of our messes. Thank you, Lord, that you want us to walk in fellowship one with another, to be accountable, to be people who grow, to people who love you and love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Lord, I bless this congregation in the name of our Father, in the name of the one who gave his only son so that we could have life. May God bless you and keep you. Amen. I'm sorry about the mess on the stage.